another episode of the Modern Punk Podcast. I'm Seb Mackay and this week I'm chatting with Glaswegian pop punk band Worthless. I've got Jamie and Jordan on the podcast. We're talking about everything from being an introvert in a band, which is a super interesting topic, looking at that compulsion to create, that drive, um, and also the fear that comes with that. You know, there are so many things that introverts can do, so why these guys, Jamie especially, drawn to being in a band, being on stage. We dig right into that. We also talk about the best pizza places in Glasgow. If you happen to be around that area or if you pop over once the apocalypse has ended, there's some good shit to eat. So I do want to introduce you a little bit to Worthless. These guys have been around for a little while. They have some awesome credentials. They've played shows between you and me, Story Untold, the bottom line, Forever Came Calling, Better Days, they've played festivals here in the UK, and even been on the BBC Radio's Introducing Rotation, which is awesome, alongside Spotify's Pop Punk's Not Dead and Punk Tracks playlist. They are a very talented group of guys, and super interesting, super fun too, so this is a really cool episode. The track that has been playing over this is, called, is the new one, it's called Dislike. Stick around to the end and I'll play it for you in full. But for the meantime, this is Jamie and Jordan from Worthless here on the Modern Punk Podcast. Good man, thank you for having us. Hey, thanks for coming. I mean, I can, you know, I started this whole podcast with the idea of like interviewing Scottish bands and then it very quickly got out of hand and was all about like American <laughs> bands and UK and stuff. So I obviously couldn't turn down the opportunity to finally talk to us another Scottish band. There's only been two, which I'm slightly ashamed about. <laughs> you know, find that about hard with the accent. Nah, I'm used to, I mean, I live here, right? So I'm, I'm used to it, but. Um, ah, I suppose. The, the first the first few times, yeah, like my boss in my day job, Glaswegian, proper Glaswegian. And like when I first met him, I didn't understand about 60% of it, but <laughs> he likes me enough to give me a job, so we're all good. We proper, that's time. all good, man. Pro- proper Glaswegians are quite terrifying. Like we are technically false Glaswegians because we come from just outside of Glasgow. So yeah, we've got a bit of a South Lanarkshire twang, whereas proper Glaswegians even are struggle sometimes. Like <laughs> if you get if you get approached in the street. So you guys have got you've got the new single out, which is awesome. I mean, Thanks, I've, 
I've known Mike through working with like US press. So is that, is that the, that you guys just like let's break America? What do you, is that the call? Yeah, let's let's break everything, and I mean windows and plates. Yeah, as well as America. Yeah, it's it's just trying to drum up any. I think you'd agree, Jordan. Trying to just yeah, the, the most def- difficult thing for a grassroots band is to get out there and get anyone to actually hear you and listen to you because you'll you'll know yourself as someone in this sphere that you could open your phone and I could see a million new bands and like I brought out a million new songs in the same day. So it's trying to work with like reputable people and uh, people who have a name about themselves to sort of give you that we, all right, listen to these people. Mm. Yeah. Was it an easier, obvious choice to be like, you know what, we're going to go with US press. Like that's, I say press, you know, I mean publicists and that kind of thing. And um, what did you kind of well, think? Well, yeah, sorry, John, you go. And I've, uh, we've never really done like, a lot of PR in the past. So again, like we've just spoke to our management about like doing that for the single. And then we're just kind of more taking his word for it rather than us because we don't really know much about it. Do you know what I mean? So uh, it was just a case of, aye, this guy looks solid. So let's go with him. <laughs> Yeah, nice. It's an interesting one because I, one of the kind of biggest, like, not very well-kept secrets is that most of my audience is American, even though this is right. very firmly like a UK-based for UK audience podcast. And yeah. all my advertising is is done in the UK, right? But the audience wow. sways like 45% America, rest, the slight like 30% UK, the rest yeah. is just kind of scattered mm-hmm. around or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. That's pretty much just pop punk, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the joy I know do you guys find that, to go to America yeah it would, I mean it would be no, <laughs> but lovely have you been before or no no never man never if you, if you count going to Florida with my mum and dad when I was like 14 <laughs> then that's my big like that's my big American dream love it like always got plans to go back and then Covid happened and mm. then and now I've luckily now I've got like I can't leave my house without having a panic attack, so I'll be going anywhere. Oh my god! Tell, <laughs> honestly, fucking tell me about it though. Aye, like it's it's the proper fear. It's like uh, just as like when you as soon as you step at your front door, you're like <gasps> fresh air. I'm in a flat on a main road, so like old tenement building, right? So this is you just open the door. And there could be a hundred people there, or there <laughs> might be no one, and you just don't know. That's a that's just agri- an agrophobic nightmare. Mm. Oh, the, the funny thing is, is we moved into this flat, and it was quiet because it was COVID, and because there was you know no one around, right? Mm. And so now, as it's opened, we're going, oh shit, what have we done? Like, <laughs> like we're just gonna walk out into a swarm of people and get coughed on, and it's gonna be game oh, over. Oh god. Oh, that, that's that's my biggest, like, I love gig, going to gigs and playing gigs. Like, that was, oh, like, everybody's, like, everybody, like, everybody's life pre-COVID. But I can't imagine the total fear I'm going to get walking into a place. Like, the first time. Or, like, the Badalands, going to see a proper big band <laughs> and, just, and just have to stand in amongst a hundred sweaty, shirtless people and just be like, all right, how are you getting on? <laughs> that'll be yeah. mad that'll be crazy it's interesting because that's something I've never talked about on this podcast 
usually we talk about like you know people like oh i can't wait to tour my life's over and so i can tour like all that sort of stuff that you'd expect touring bands to mm-hmm. say but no one actually goes oh yeah i'm actually kind of worried about like uh, being like, on stage you i know? wouldn't even say i'm worried but like it's just gonna be such a weird experience like because we've been playing together for so long so like uh-huh. that's like the longest break we've had as a band in a sense like in what seven years so it's going to be strange going back to that. I'm proper, like, not hiding that I'm fucking bricking it. Like, I've not even, <laughs> I've, I've not even, like, like the first time they said you're allowed to rehearse together, I was like, oh, like, we can... Are you I, sure? I need to leave my house, given I'll just stay in here for a couple more weeks. Because, like, for me, like, Jordan, I think you know, like, everybody in our band's the same. Like, we're all, like, little introverts. So that the idea of gigging... Although it's incredible, like it's so enticing when you're actually up there, it's a completely other kettle of fish, and you're like, "Oh my god!" Oh yeah. But after like we've did it like consistently for like what this will be our six, six or seventh year of playing together, and as a very in various different bands and different iterations of different bands, they like it that kind of disappeared that that horrible because it became it's like the one thing with anything that's nerve wracking that you do. Like the, the more you do it, repetition, 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 the less it becomes terrifying and scary. And oh yeah. Now that we've had this break, though, like I feel like <laughs> I've just, just, just just me, just me as a person, I've regressed like five years. Like I've I've went from being like like terrified in my own shadow to quite a confident individual back to being terrified in my own shadow and worse. Somebody's just hit the refresh button, man. Aye, that's it. I'm I sure, know. and as and as well for like us going into like our first gig uh, this will be our first gig as a five piece I think I with this lineup, yeah this, yeah yeah first gig so it'll be very exciting to see Jordan standing up there without his guitar and trying not to just stand with his hands in his pockets <laughs> <laughs> I know that, I mean that's tough that gives you nothing to hide behind mm-hmm. right like if you uh, obviously yeah. got a guitar you got something in your hands but yeah are you ready for that yeah hey well it's kind of came at a good time because, like, I chose to drop the guitar this literally about a month before COVID was even a thing. So, but that before, was, I mean, I, mean, I, I like, it was like in December before 2020. So, December 2019, I asked Connor to join. And then we had our first gig booked with Connor in March, I'm sure it was. So, I was like, I've got three months to learn how to be an actual front man here. And I was like, I'm not ready for this. Please, God. Give me some more time, and then COVID hot. Oh, so <laughs> this is all your fucking fans. It's actually worked out in the better for me because it just gives me more time to, to be a better frontman. <laughs> I knew there was something wrong about COVID that didn't sit right. It was you. <laughs> it was all me, mate. <laughs> I knew it. I knew I noticed something like a funny smell coming from like, the back of your house, like where you keep all your, where you keep that like makeshift, <laughs> where you keep that makeshift lab. Yeah. It was all that's, me. So uh, it's worked out in quite a good, like, I know it's quite bad to say that, but it's worked out quite well for me, I think. Like, it gives me time to rehearse with the boys and get comfortable not having a guitar. Do you know what I mean? Well, good for you, because I've just turned into a fucking, like, wee guy again. So I'm glad you're feeling so confident. <laughs> I've grown. <laughs> I know. That's where all my confidence is when you've sapped it out. One, you Sorry, invented man. COVID, and two, you've stole all my confidence. Yeah. 
I mean, you know, I don't usually try to break up the band on these kinds of things, but like the other week I was talking to Tigress and they were arguing about cereal. You guys are arguing about this. I mean, I just, I peaked. This is it. I would like, <laughs> it, it, we, we, were, we were due an argument because we've not argued in six years. So we were due I mean, I, Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's like Elton John, Bernie, what's his name, level of, of I, relationship management. Like, I don't know. Well, like that's, well, just, do you know, do you just see when you love each other so much, it's difficult to argue. <laughs> and the fact That's that true. and the fact that Jordan's just he's just the mum. He's the mum of the band. He made this so there's no arguing. You know what I mean? He's like, this is what we're doing, and this is when we're doing it. What I say goes. I and that's it. Because you have to you have to give up. You have to give up all your power. It's just respect, isn't it? Aye, that's <laughs> it. this year. <laughs> I'm curious to to pick up the introvert point again, though, um, because I'm I'm a like textbook introvert, right? Mm-hmm. To, I've done heaps of these, and yet before I do them every time, I have like a mini existential crisis, and I oh, go, oh, I, why the fuck am I doing this? I, like, but, I was under the I was I was signed in on here like 15 minutes before it kicked off, so I could just stare at the screen and be like, right, at some point someone else's face will be appear up on there. <laughs> Are you okay with this? <laughs> so I got an alert for that, and I started to be like, fuck, I'm not late, but fuck. <laughs> like I, I spent up until 15 17 59 underneath my desk just just <laughs> so the, the the thing that got me into doing this though it was like i couldn't find this sounds wanky but i don't care i couldn't find a music podcast that i really liked that had interviews with bands where they talked about stuff that they mm. didn't usually talk about right it wasn't like oh so what's it like working in the studio like what does that song yeah. mean because no one gives a fuck right like you sit there with a yeah. guitar you write a song um mm. So for me, I, I had to kind of like put myself like out here as, as uncomfortable as it makes me. But for you, Jamie, yeah. I mean, what, you know, was that this was a similar thing for you where you're like, yeah, there's not really anyone making the kind of music that I like or want to make or because you could just as easily record into your computer and never go outside again, you know? Right. I think, I think it's a, I think all of us like in the band are brought together by that sort of unspoken, like, we all look at each, see that, like how when you know someone else is freaking out because you just look at each other and you're like, ah, are you freaking out? Because I'm freaking out. And then that sort of <laughs> instantly, that instantly calms you. Like, I think that that's the sort of like general energy that brought all of us together. And as well, like, we, I think I think the reason we work so well as a band, because we're five guys that are terrified of being in a band. And apart from Johnny, maybe I, I, I say five guys, but Johnny, yeah. like, I think Johnny, our drummer, is just like never give a fuck about anything. He just he's flo- literally he's flo- a machine. Like he's he's your textbook standard handsome fucking drummer who's like just amazing at everything and like nothing phases him. Like he was like ah COVID, no bother, don't worry about it. If you, like he's the <laughs> guy, he, he's the guy we get to do all the bad stuff. See so if we have like we are the kind of people that you could turn up at a venue and the venue would be like, we've half just set because fuck you, why not? And we'd just go, oh, okay, don't worry about it. And then we'd be like, Johnny, go go deal with that. Go deal with that. Go, <laughs> you know, go he's the only one with a backbone. He is the only one with a backbone, he is. So that's right. So it's yeah. good to have like that. Uh, it's good to have that blend of uh, like personalities in the band as well. And I think I think that's, that's it as well, but the whole the introverted thing is it we're like a group of guys that all resonate on the sort of same level because you meet some pretty fucking amazing people 
in the underground sort of like music scene, but you also meet a fucking ton of terrible people. <laughs> like at, the same, <laughs> at the same time, at the same like, and the idea of being in a band is like, oh my god, where am I going to fight? Like the idea of being in a band terrifies me because what if I'm trapped with terrible people, and then mm. we just all sort of like mel- mellowed into each other, found each other, and we were like, yous are all terrified of the same things as me. And you're all and you all want to be in a band, and you all respect it. Being in a band's a pretty fucking difficult thing, and you all have date for the same idea. And then we just all kind of went for there. And I guess mm. that, and it does, and it does bleed into like writing the music as well, because like we all have a hand in writing the music. Everybody's got their own wee bits, and everybody, and not one person does anything solely themselves. Everybody has a say, and everybody adds their own wee bit. And yeah. And that kind of blends. That's why it kind of it, you get the we get this nice sort of I don't know what's music in it. It's kind of hard to tell. It's good. That's the one thing. That's the one thing uh, I find difficult to talk about music. Like, as it someone says, "Oh, what do you think that means?" And I'm like, "Fuck knows." It makes me feel great, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like I will. Never, I've told this story a lot, but I never ask. Um, does this interview? or a con- I think it was a concert that they did. So see, they did this kind of live acoustic concert or something. And in the bonus material on the DVD, he was talking about how he hates getting asked what songs are about, um, why he's written songs that he's written. They have a song called Burrito, right? Which like isn't about burritos. And I think it was kind of, mm-hmm. you know, contentious for some music journalist wanker or something. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <laughs> so he he's like, yeah, well, the reason I hate it is because like if I write a song about taking a shit and I tell that to you, like, where does that leave me? And you're kind no. of like, yeah. I mean, what if yeah. your favorite song is is about something really dumb, and then you find, and then you can never go back. Well, so I that, just don't want to ruin it for myself, you know. Well, that, that that I think that's that's it as well. Is so if you find a certain meaning, and and so many people, so many people are a lot fucking smarter than I have spoke about it, like how you uh, interpret art and stuff like that, like how Stanley Kubrick never fucking no one knows what the fuck he was doing for like. 20 years like like but uh, it's just great you watch it and you go that's amazing why is it amazing fuck knows it just makes me feel great that kind of thing and it's the same yeah. with music. is everybody like i think we all write our songs and we all because we all have an input but no one really says where that input comes from and then we all just sort yeah. of align it and we all just sort of align it and to create some sort of like i hate to use the word narrative but narrative <laughs> like that uh on the face of it because sometimes like we'll write something or we'll say something in a song and someone will go see without context but that doesn't make any sense and you're like i but fuck the context it makes sense to us and <laughs> and, 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 and it may it is like if you actually just like <laughs> if you think about it then maybe it does make sense it makes sense to us and it sounds all right and some people will take it one way as other people take it because as well it's you can't please everybody like sometimes i'll say can't, man. sometimes i'll write something down and i'll or uh, and I'll think it's fucking poetry, and I'll be like, "Oh man, look at this! It's fucking it's the best thing I've ever wrote in my life." And the four of them will go, "That's the worst thing I've ever <laughs> read in my entire life." Please, yeah, <laughs> please destroy that and never let it see the light of day. And you're like, "Oh, right, fair enough." And vice versa. So I don't even know where I was fucking going with that. We went on a mad tangent. No, <laughs> but I. That's my fucking dead talk. <laughs> <laughs>
no, I, look, I, th- I think you're right. I mean, it's, the, and we can like wax lyrical about it for hours, right? But it's essentially the, the reason that we all gravitate to music is because of the way it makes us feel, regardless of whether yeah. you're on this side of the industry or your side or you're a mm-hmm. fan or whatever. It's like that is the binding thing. Mm-hmm. Right? 100%. Yeah. It doesn't That's really matter what it means, unless you're a band that's out there to make a point, right? Like Kind Eyes or Rise Against or someone like yeah. that. It's like it, it doesn't matter where you're coming from. Yeah, because there's one, there's a song I really, 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 really like called "Where," and I was actually thinking about that whole like, does this ruin the song for me the other day? Because there's a band I really, uh, a singer I really like called uh, Willie Mason, I think it is, and he's got a song called "Where the Humans Eat." And I was listening to it the other day and it was just this lovely, beautiful song. And then I, when I was listening, actually listening to the lyrics, I was like, I think he's talking about his cat. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and, and the mayor and mayor listening to it, I'm like, he's a hundred percent talking about like his fucking cat or like a pet or something. And I was like, oh, f- like that's no took this. It's no took like the, the, I still love it. still a great tune. But I was like, yeah, I was like, I totally <laughs> thought he was talking about something like fucking, I don't know maybe he is talking about something insanely deep and he's just packaging it up as like a cat but as I think he's talking about a cat there maybe That's if I ever meet him maybe I'll tweet him after this <laughs> definitely do that is this song about your cat we have to know we have to know I mean that that weaker than song um, plea from a cat named Virtue is like one of my favourite songs mm. and the first I don't know 7,000 times that I heard it I because I'm an idiot didn't fully grasp that he was talking about a cat <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, it's just like the cat is a metaphor for blah, 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 right? And then it turns out that, like, no, it's a bored cat. <laughs> but, it's such a, but it is such a beautiful song, and it's Aye. so beautifully written. It Like, it doesn't matter, right? Aye, that's what, that's the or, great hang of it, music. Or you feel it, and you listen to it, and you go, wow, am I bonding with a cat right now? Like, I don't <laughs> think anyone's ever bonded with a cat, but you kind of get that. <laughs> that feeling from it you know it's i was gonna say it's so personal but does let's not forget it's written by a person of course no. <laughs> just a really fucking clever cat out there uh, just in case it we'll never know if it is actually written by a cat maybe we're mm. really breaking down the warriors the, the warriors the walls here <laughs> jordan invented covid and that song was written by a cat yeah we've cats rule cats rule that's all that's who we've got to <laughs> Um, I do want to uh, ask you a little bit more about the whole American thing because mm-hmm. um, I've been like I've been there a little bit. It's fine, but it's funny when you go there and you're not American because people like fucking love you, right? They, they just mm-hmm. don't seem to like yeah. each other much. Are you, do, you, do people are they like yeah, Scottish band, amazing? Like we totally heard of Scotland. Like is it like <laughs> a, you know what I mean? Like when, do people hit you up on Facebook and stuff and be like, wow, I know, does that shit happen? Hey, or? I, I mean, I can count on not one hand how many messages we've had. But it's still nice, you know. Just, what I mean? just like, messages, just I feel like, I, like, like a, couple, a couple of people, like especially recently with the whole uh, earshot stuff with Mike, uh, like quite a couple of people feel like America and Mexico kind of region of like hot outs, and they're really into the single and all that stuff, and they're following us. Like, so that's a bit mad, but like lovely. Do you know what I mean? If it makes you feel any better, most of the message I, messages I get on Facebook are from bands asking if they can be on the podcast. So. Uh, I know how you feel. <laughs> we, stand, we stand. We stand triumphant. I'd stand on my chair, but I don't want to hurt myself. No, don't do that, man. <laughs> to be okay. fair, if you fall off, that'll be my viral minute that I've been searching for for like half a year now. <laughs> I can just. I've got like, if I go anything in here, I can just set up to like platform it or hop myself away. 
I'll not say it, but if I find something, I'll just do it. Like, I think there's a stapler on my desk. Staple myself. <laughs> just for no <that> reason. <laughs> oh, no. I never get to see any. I'm not on any of the social medias. Jordan's a social media man, so it's, it's good to hear that we've got at least five messages. I've definitely had more than five, but like five <laughs> I can remember. <laughs> five yeah, that I'm- stood out to me. I mean, no, like you know, no one's expecting like Justin Bieber levels of of messages, right? It's it's like a it's a relative thing, oh, yeah. but it's it's always super interesting to me to like talk to people and they're like, oh, I like I love your accent, and I'm like, that's weird. But I've okay. not had anything like that really. Like not yet. <laughs> that'll, that'll come up. Not yet. hundred percent. Oh, yeah. Yet. I think that's. I think it's quite. I think it's quite. I think you get quite a buzz off it. Yeah, like, I think massively. you get quite a buzz off it, and it's quite nice. It's like it's because you feel important. Do you know what yeah, I mean? I, I think it, it's just that human nature of importance in it. Like yeah, like aye, like you feel you just feel a wee bit. You just feel good about yourself because someone's because someone says they like something about you. You're like, oh, it's not just that. Like when someone <laughs> says they like something that you've physically created, like through you. Do you know what I mean? Like that's mental to me. Aye. Aye, that see when well. somebody's like, oh, that new single is well good. I'm like, cheers, man. But I wrote that in my bedroom with Jamie at my mom's two years ago. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's nuts, I think. I, I don't think I'll ever get my head around that that kind of stuff. Aye. The, the, song aging, the song Aging thing is such an interesting point, right? Because like you say, you wrote the song two years ago, and then, you know, songs take a while to come to life but then they kind of take their own life on when people start to listen to them and is it weird to sort of look back at it and go wow that's where i was two years ago and this is where i am now and i feel kind of caught somewhere in the middle i get this a lot like so when we write songs it takes us about maybe maybe a year year and a half to release them for writing i just like a standard though like getting all the boys together rehearsing that writing it properly then going to the studio and all that stuff takes so a the time but by, by the time we get around to actually releasing the song, we've already started the next pro- process of writing new stuff, and I'm always the first one to be like, "Don't like it anymore." Uh, <laughs> no, this is this is crap. We've got so much better new stuff. That's... So I'm like constantly living like a year ahead of myself, mm-hmm. and it's awful. <laughs> How does that? What's that like? Putting like set lists together? Like, do, do you just groan through the process and let the other guys do it? Eh, we're kind of fair with the set list, isn't we? Well, we, like, fight, we fight with each other. That's probably the only arguments we ever has is set lists. Aye, but it's not an actual argument, is it? Like, nah, it's not, it's not an argument, but I mean, it's it's everybody passive-aggressively saying that they should, what it should be one way and not another, and then eventually someone just picks up the pen and writes it down. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then we go, right, and then the rest of us just sit there like that. All right, I guess that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think I think that is one of the maddest things about writing and releasing music is just exactly what Jordan's saying. It's because by the time a song comes out to your friends and your family and to the few people that are actually listening, uh, they're like, "Oh, enjoy it! Like, love your new song." And you're like, "New song? I've been recording and playing that for about two years now." And then you go, "Oh, that is a new song." And then you always kind of go, "Aye, but wait till you hear the next one." Aye. <laughs> so was the next one. So it's always the next, the next one. And I, and I think that's quite a dangerous, it's quite a dangerous game sometimes as well. Yeah. Because, because by the time you record, you write, you rehearse, you rip it apart, you build it back together again. You go to record it, you rip it apart, you build it back together again. 
by the time you actually release it, sometimes it's hard to hear the song anymore and know just three and a half minutes of sound. Mm. And then, so sometimes like we all like go, right, this is a song, we love this song, we're going to record this song and we put it to the side and we start working on like three or four other songs. And then by the time we finish the three or four other songs and we're like, right, it's time to go record. By the time that happens, we've maybe got two or three other songs that are like skeletons. But because they're new and because they're fresh, we prefer them to like the thing that's been sitting ready for like two years. And we're like, oh, do we just patch the thing that's been ready? Is it? Yeah. I don't know anymore. Oh, God. Oh, someone spin the wheel and decide for us. Aye, we're quite bad for that. Aye, definitely. There's this Neil Gaiman quote where he says some... I'm going to paraphrase a quote because I can't fucking remember it. Um, but he says something to the effect of like a novel's never finished, just abandoned. And it's that yeah. idea that you could work on it forever until yeah. you until madness. Like, is it um, is it the same with song? You pick a song up two years later and you go, yeah, do I redo this or do I just like? I think that, I've never really considered like, oh, let's re-record and re-release something. That's nothing I would ever do. I don't think. I think like, we've, I think we've actually like used that quote to try and like to try and justify ourselves yeah i think i think the band i think it's oh, the kings the king of queens or so i can't even remember what they're called they're like a bit of a like indie like jazz band jazzy band i cannot remember for the life of me but i've read an interesting article years ago about how they spent like 500 hours doing this album and they were like oh do you like so you're happy with the finished article? And they were like, oh, no, we, ne- we it's never finished. It's, we just stopped working on it. Like, <laughs> because you can, I think they must have stole that, like, and then paraphrased it to the same. And then sometimes when we are sitting in the studio and they're like, oh, do we do this and do we do that? And we're on mix number 6,432. <laughs> like, uh, where do you draw the line in it? Where do you draw yeah. the line? Like, are we ruining something that was good? I are think we- that can be a dangerous game. I it was was it good six versions ago and we've just ruined it and we've 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 like me and Jordan have sat sometimes for like and we'll we'll meet up and we'll be like right let's let's work on this wee bit of a song and three hours later we'll have this mad fucking like something that changes the song completely mad we'll go down on these crazy tangents. And we'll write some oh, sort of like jazzy breakdown yeah. or something, and then uh, it can be something so small. Do you know what I, I mean? Like, but, like, but even this, but then it, sometimes it can turn out really well, and then sometimes six hours later we go right, let's listen back to the song, and we'll listen back to it, and we'll go, "Whoa, my, f- that's fucking shit! Why did we think that was a good? <laughs> why did we think that was a? Why did we think that was a good idea? Yeah, like, why, have, why have we just wasted the last six hours of our life? Like, what the fuck were we doing? Put it away, <laughs> and we put it away. No. So I like the, the whole I hope I hope they never that's I think that's just the eternal debate about art, like music and art <laughs> and film and all that. And I hope they never ever ever find the answer to it because then it's just another thing. And we're fucked. Over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's the funny thing. That's the funny thing with this though, is I get one shot, right? Mm-hmm. Like I can't call a band back and be call like us back hey, anytime. I no, <laughs> you guys. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I go, hey, I shit the bed. Like, can we just re-record that whole hour, hour and a half that we spent hanging out? Like, yeah. you get one chance to kind of capture the magic. And the same sometimes live shows, doesn't it? Mm. Like, when you're playing live, you can't really fuck up. Like, once you've fucked up, you're fucked up. 
know what I mean? <laughs> I know that. <laughs> you done a valley, is that what they call it now? What's that? Uh, there's this there was this thing going around. Um, you know Will Valley, the singer songwriter. Uh, no, I don't think so. He wrote. He's fantastic. He wrote um, this track called "King for a King" and, and a whole bunch of others. He does sort of folk rock, sort of indie folk style stuff. And he has a propensity to forget his lyrics when he's playing live. Oh, um, so it's just been. It's just called a valley. If you forget your right. lyrics and you're playing live, you, you've done a valley. And through this whole lockdown thing it became like a thing and it's now an urban dictionary and stuff and you can buy like <laughs> i found out today that you can buy urban dictionary mugs that have valley written on them like oh he's done a valley that's <laughs> so done well for yourself yeah i mean if you're gonna get famous that that's a way to do it right yeah definitely <laughs> at least everyone's gonna look at that and go oh who's valley and mm-hmm. on the that's Spotify. exactly the lyrics for me exactly the lyrics. Oh. There you go. i know <laughs> I was talking to this band a couple months ago called um, Carpal Tunnel, and they do sort of like a sort of um, 70s-style rock, jazz kind of mashup. They're on Pure Noise. They're, they're super cool guys, super young guys. Um, and I was, talking, I was talking to their drummer about how he's seen bands like Memphis Mayfire and stuff all, all play live, and he said, you know, those are the bands that, that tour like 45 weeks of the year, right? They're just mm-hmm. constantly playing shows. And he said they're so tight that they just never make mistakes. Like everything is perfect. Those songs are so well rehearsed. And before yeah. you guys were talking about, you know, you stop hearing the song, you start just hearing like, you know, three minutes of noise, or you might add a song and put in a jazz part to mix it up a little bit. Like, do you kind of, you know, pop punk's an interesting one, right? Do you feel like you need kind of freedom to play around with things so that they don't get stale? Or do you kind of need to fall into that pop punk formula of like we've always, pizza and puppies? Uh, like the, there's there's nothing like like I love all genres of like punk, like pop punk, old punk, emo punk, like edit like and just music, music in general. I like I go through like I could be listening to like musical theater one morning and I could lose be listening to like Blink One Eighty Two like the next morning. So and we've always said like. We've never, ever, ever sat down, wrote a song, and went, "This doesn't sit. We can't. We can't do this." Yeah, but we've always said like, "Who gives a fuck what it sounds like?" Like, if we like it, then we'll run with it. And I will not try to be anybody. Like, I because because I, I think because you kind of you can fall into all these pop punk tropes, and I think if you really want to have any like try and be a band. Like, like you want to be the a band that someone else says I want to be like them. If that sounds like fucking, if that doesn't make it me sound like I want to be like God, but like, like just like if you want, to you're be allowed like, to if, want that. You're allowed yeah. to want to be a millionaire by the time you're yeah. thirty. Like it's okay to say that. Yeah, I just even just have a, enough money that I can quit my fucking job. <laughs> that was yeah. like a stable income, a stable minimum wage income on doing something I love. I'll I'll take that. Uh, but just like to get longevity, I think, and I've, we've always said between us, is you need to, you need to do you, you need you, you can't do someone else because that's just what's like everyone. Well, you can't do it. You can do someone else's if you want, as long as you get permission. As long as you get permission. Explicit permission. As long as you can like just do what you want to do, and don't worry about it. 
don't worry about how it sounds like at the other end of it. If if you yeah. if you if you love it, do it. Like don't do anything else. That, you don't worry just because that, that bands. I feel like bands that just like recreate sounds that they've heard. They they never last that long. And I, but mm. I wouldn't I wouldn't be the first to say oh they're just doing that they're just doing that. But I think you know I think in, in, inwardly you know like this just fucking this is just someone else like this is someone else's song we've written here and we are just like miming it. Because like, we sometimes yeah. we sometimes we'll write songs of like a wee bit, like a wee guitar bit, or someone will be like, Oh, I'll say this. And Manuels will go, mate, that just sounds exactly like them. And you're like, Oh, I have been listening to them a lot recently. Maybe I should like maybe I should take another look at that. Aye. That's pretty bad. I guess you yeah, you have a sound too though. That's the other thing, right? It's like you put your, you know, you five guys into a blender and you turn that blender on and what comes out is like fairly consistent, right? It's not like it's sort of one day, here's a dubstep album. Yeah. And then, <laughs> yeah, and then like, the next year, like folk mm-hmm. rock, you know? I, like, I, I, I never know that might happen. You should. <laughs> Every band should make a dubstep folk rock crossover album. That would be amazing. Or some sort of like reggaeton, like when Skrillex did that song with, was it Damien Marley? Like mm. something like that. Like some sort of my dubstep reggae remix, a whole album it. I'll produce it. I'm so game for that. No, you're no. But tears for the no. support. I'll, I'll do the I'll do the press. I'll get you guys back on when the album comes out. How does that oh, sound? Brilliant. That's it. Yes. That's two out of three, right? That's a pretty that's good that, hit, right? That's it. I, I don't know how you how do you feel like about pose a question to you I don't know I just like having conversations if I start talking shit tell me shut the fuck up <laughs> about like about like the pop punk title on things like with like I feel like that's like it's something that's just kind of like pop punk as a a genre especially over like the past five years is starting to like turn into just something else like five, oh, there's so many branches to it though aye, like, like that whole thing I think like the pop punk as we know it, like Blank 182 and some 41 and Bowling for Soup and all that, and Good Charlotte, uh, it's just got it's just gone. Aye. Like like, it's, 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 it's no gone, but it's like, it's turning into like all these other things. It doesn't sell anymore, like, but it's the same uh, anything in it, it's because of the date. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? But like if we write, a, sometimes we'll write a song but this is cracking, and then we'll like, but it sounds like it came off of some 41's first album. You're like, well, it's not going to sell, is it? Let's do some mad bits with guitars, make it all nice and fresh. <laughs> I it's like because you, you sometimes like that always creeps into it as well. Like, you like, and it's the difference between it's trying to separate making music and trying to be a band sometimes. Like, because we've had so many wee song ideas that we are like, oh, that's fucking brilliant. And we're like, that should we turn that into a song? And we're like, maybe, maybe we'll know, maybe we'll know, write and record that. Maybe we'll know, record that one just because, again, you don't know if someone, like, is it just sound? Is it, is it just sound or is it like, is it a good song? Is it, is yeah. it something, we, is it something to investigate? Maybe we'll, maybe we'll stick a pin in that one and put it to the side for later. It's just the eternal struggle in it. I don't know how many other bands you've spoke to that talk about like trying to write songs and express themselves and all that. But I just literally time, all of them. I like like <laughs> every time I every time we sit down, 
like a bit of me dies because I'm like, <laughs> here, here we go. Here goes another like six months of banging a head against the wall trying to make, trying to get to a point where I'm like, I like this mm. and this is a good song and we should record and release this song. Mm. Um, Jordan, you mentioned before that if something sounds like it's off some 41's first album, it does, it won't really sell. I, I know that in like the whole punk metal scene that we're in, umbrella term, mm-hmm. you're not supposed to talk about money because it means you're a sellout and blah, 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 fuck off. But, <laughs> you know, ultimately, right, like you guys said before, if you want to survive off music, then you have to make money off it. Like we can oh, stop pretending 100%. that's a secret. But when you make stuff, are you, do you, is that like, at what point in the process when you're making and releasing songs, does the commercial side of your brain kick in and go, we need, we, this action needs to sell or get spins on Spotify or however you generate cash? I think that happens like for the moment we sit down with an acoustic guitar to try and write a song. Like mm-hmm. when we're, like, usually when there's a songwriting process, it's like me and Jamie will just sit down with the acoustic for days and like try and write a chorus. Well, no, so you- and, it, and it always comes to that point of, will this chorus be something that people remember kind of thing? Like, we never, like, I, it's like, you're always just wanting to make sure you've wrote something that you know you can release that's going to catapult you on the next step. I think, I think the way to, like, try and, we've always tried to phrase it to ourselves is you're not thinking about, like, is something commercially viable? Yeah. You're, you're, You're thinking more along the lines of a good song's a good song. You know Plus, I mean? are people like, going to like it? Like, like no, like I would never say a song that's popular is a shit song because it's obviously no shit because people like it. Like, I'm right. not going to take the elitist high road and say S Club S Club Seven are shit because millions of people can't be wrong. Millions, <laughs> mil, millions of people are wrong, but like, I'll, I'll yeah, say it. <laughs> it's like we'll <laughs> just put a footnote in there. Just <laughs> millions, millions of people are wrong, but we'll just we'll just like we'll let the mob win. So like. When we when we sit and down and we write a song, like we'll we'll no say can we sell this, but we'll say, does this sound like something that people would listen to and like? Yeah. Because I think if you capture that, then if it like whatever will be, will be. <laughs> like because that's one of the main things as well. Like, you want people to like what you're doing, do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, fucking I yes. <laughs> yeah. Aye. So I I don't mean to say we think about it like sell wise, but you definitely think about if people are going to like it or not when you're writing. I think because we we were always trying to say to ourselves as well that if like if people like we just have to try and be the best, not the best versions of ourselves, but like if we just we just have to be a band. We, like the bands, all the bands and artists that I love are like like you can just you can smell the genuine genuinity of them. And even and, and even people that do concept stuff like concept artists and concept albums, like they sell the concept so well. Like Ghost, like Ghost's a concept, but I fucking mm. love Ghost because and it's commercial, it's created like someone's created that, but I love it, so I will get into it. So it's like that. Like we we sit down all the time and we go like, how will we get people to like listen to us? What's going to separate us? And we're like, well, we're not exactly. We're not exactly David Bowie, so we'll just try and be us, and hopefully we're not shit, and people will like it. Because that's that, that is such an amazingly Scottish sentence. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
will be us and hopefully it's not shit and people will <laughs> like it. You would never hear an American say that. <laughs> but well, I, I think I think I think Scottish people is like uh like just uh subgenre of people are always it's the it's the whole eternal debate between like American comedy and but like British comedy. Mm. Like Scottish people, like Stephen Fry did a whole bit on it about how, like, and it was amazing. And it's this like Scottish people are always dead. Like, oh, like everything I do is shit. I've, like, I'm so sad, and I'm I'm an arsehole. And every time I wake <laughs> every time I wake up in bed and annoy somebody, that kind of well, I, I, maybe that's just me actually. <laughs> I found that um, Kiwis are kind of kind of similar, mm. and I've, I'm I'm quite self depreciating. And mm-hmm. I found that like even that like that's got me in trouble a few times. And I've looked at people and been like, "But you're Scottish, like, <laughs> like you you invented this. I'm just stealing it." <laughs> Stole the self deprecate self depreciation. That's the phrase. That is a hundred percent it. Like that, that that's the I think the Scottish way is self deprecation because they just. I think it's hard, like maybe not up in the Highlands and Islands where everything's beautiful, but sometimes when you look out your window, you're like, wow, it's doer. Everything, <laughs> the, the grey landscape's looking back at you and you're like, what, <laughs> what can I do? I can take the piss out of it and maybe that'll, <laughs> make, maybe that'll make me feel a wee bit better. This is going to be a funny one for my my non-UK listeners, right? Because you've said a couple of things like, oh, yeah, hopefully we're not shit. And like, we're just five guys being scared of being in a band. And like, it's like, come on and sell your new single. I mean, you don't know. <laughs> like, that makes us immensely uncomfortable. Let's just talk about how trash we are. I'll sell it all day, but I'll just be sending that. Please listen to our new song. It's really good. As I shake and read cue cards. But it's sound if you say no. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's all right if you say no. I think, I think that's we've always we've always said that that's going to be our downfall because even when we used to do Facebook posts like five years ago, we'd be like, "Oh, it'd be really good if you could listen to this song." And we're and, too nice, right? Like, we're just and, but, but don't but don't worry about it if you don't want to. Just like maybe, <laughs> like, just, maybe you can listen to the next one. Thanks very much. It's well, may, that might maybe that'll be our downfall. Or maybe it'll be our U. Maybe this is all an act, and it's our USB. Mm. Maybe we'll never know. I think. Yeah. I mean, why not? Right. Everyone just sees you guys as that like quiet little Scottish band, and then before you know it, you're like top of the pop punk charts. You're in alt press and all that jazz. <laughs> well, I want to see yeah. that. I want to see that <laughs> right across the road, right across the front cover, like of. Hopefully, we're not like, a shit alt press. It's three hundred. Like worthless breakout single, like, like please listen to it and hopefully you don't think we're shit, but it's okay if you do. Like, don't worry about it, we'll not be upset. <laughs> like, <just laughs> please, please listen to us and let us know. Thanks. And just a wee sad face. <laughs> that, 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 I th- I th- and just being polite as well. I think we'll just, we, we try and be very polite. And we've always did that every gig we go to. Yeah. We always just it's nice like, to be nice. Like, yeah, 100%. Like, let's just go in Nobody here. Likes and an be, aye. Let's mm. go in here and just be the politest people you can possibly be. And then hopefully at the end of it, someone goes, remember that Worthless band? I, I can't remember any other songs or whatever they did, but they were really, really bloody polite about it. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's get that we come back. <laughs> they kept apologising the whole way through. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think you kind of do that sometimes, do you know, Jordan? You're just like, yeah. oh... 
like we're worthless and thanks for coming to and see we're you. sorry <laughs> we're, 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 I, I think I used to do that man no you like, used to like every single time and I think we don't we didn't notice it because I think every Scottish band used to do it like if you would you would only notice it if you go play down south like Jordan would say something like like because we always we're the supporting band always always the bridesmaid never the bride and we'd, <laughs> and we'd, all, and we'd, always, we'd always go up there and John would be like right like, hi guys, we're worthless. Cheers for us, like coming out early to see us and all that. And don't worry, we'll we'll be out here in twenty five minutes. We'll get we'll get the season we are here and just just time fire. We'll get through this as fast as we possibly can. And uh, hopefully you will like somewhere along the way. And uh, oh, here's a song. By the way, <laughs> I like that though. I mean, you you kind of you know you start off and they go, oh yeah, the bar's you know the bar's not great, and then you start playing and everyone goes, oh man, these guys. That's. We didn't think they were going to be great because they said, "Hopefully, we're not shit," but they're fucking dope. That's a game that, plan, man. That, that's the that's the peep show. We stole that right from Mark Corrigan. That's the peep show way. Like, set the bar so low that nothing can possibly like <laughs> disappoint them. Because, man, I've like because we've seen we've played with some bands who like go on thinking that they're the fucking ticket. Mm. And and it just crumbles around them, and not to say that they're bad, but like you're just like, Ooh. it's like they build the expectation not far too much. Aye. And you're like, oh, these boys are gonna be legit, and then you're like, mm, come on, man, come on, what was that all about? <laughs> Why did you say that? <laughs> you could have done that better. What's for the? What was that all about? <laughs> Maybe we're just too polite. Maybe we just don't see it. Mm. Uh, I doubt it. Maybe we'll find out. We need to have a trial by fire. I know. Once we can go back into shows, that's going to be the, the thing, right? That, that'll be what you find out. Be like, oh, hey, we're worthless yeah. and like, we're, we're just, we're really sorry. And everyone will be like, just fucking play. We're here for you. And you'll go, <laughs> what the fuck? What do we do? <laughs> I think I would literally just combust if that happened. Uh, <laughs> I have just start going, oh, I'm sorry. Like, we'll just, <laughs> just, go, just go to do We'll just go to do if you print a t-shirt that says I'm sorry, I will buy so many copies copies of that's it. Well, yes. yes, that's it. That's, that's the new merch thing. <laughs> it's on, it's on, it's recording now. Like like that's gonna be it'll just be like I'm sorry, we're shit. Or just yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> like I'm that's sorry. That's decent, man. <laughs> there we go. That's I mean, honestly, there's there's so many great ideas. You just have to listen back to this and just mm-hmm. yeah. That's fifteen percent. But you've just earned yourself fifteen percent royalties. <laughs> like, gonna, but I'm not. I, I'm not I was going to give it to you for free, but I mean, now that you've said that, I mean, I'm not going to disappoint you though. Fifteen percent of fuck all is not that much. So, <laughs> <laughs> Support two and bands. Yeah, fair play. That's the minute that we were hoping for. Ah. <laughs> so, uh, <sighs> Man, we are so skint, aren't we? Right, it's lovely, man. Yeah, <laughs> it's tough though. Right? This that's the thing is like what. So I mentioned earlier this band called Kind Eyes. They're a sort of anti-racist hardcore band out of California, and they were doing six hundred plays a month or something on Spotify, and then they blew up on TikTok. There's one TikTok blew them up, and they went from six hundred plays a month to leveling out at ten thousand. They jumped up to like you know, 12,000, 13,000 came down yeah. to sits around 10K now. But I mean, you know, how do you make money when you can't go out and play shows? It's like the the question that no one's been able to fucking answer for the past year and a bit. Mm. 
right? Because even because even with those guys, it's like it's great that people have gone over on you know from TikTok onto Spotify and stuff. But oh yeah, everyone knows that you get like what, not even fifty p per song play, right? You get you get one. It probably levels it as to like what oh no no that anymore. Like zero point zero six zero six pence or something. There's know. no money. There'll be a crypto out there that's worth that, and it'll be one of them per stream that, that it'll be worth. Uh, I mean, that's not even a dipping sauce from Papa John's, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't endorse Papa John's. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put that. that that's, that's, oh, I do. let's I get into them, it. No, no, man. Tell me more. No, like, I don't. I don't. I've already had one injunction for Papa John's people. So, like, I really, really, no, no, yet. <laughs> I was, I was like, bye bye, Papa John's fucking sponsorship. But like, <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like I, I, I feel the same way about all big chain stuff. Like, it's good, like it's all right, but like we live in Glasgow. Well, I like, like I live in Glasgow. Like, it's just fucking amazing. Like independent rustic places that serve I see you want I don't live in Glasgow so <laughs> my only choice I see, is like, Papa you John's can, you can get you get you get Papa John's you can Papa John's Papa is a treat to me man but like if you like Papa John's like fucking get it every day of the week but I just feel fucking disgusting paying that much money when I know that if like somewhere like if you go to Paisano's I go to Paisano or something like that and I know it's gonna it's like it's god tier yeah it's god tier scan and it's like an eighth of the price Mm. Yeah, so it's an interesting one for me because, um, like in New Zealand, we have Domino's and stuff. We don't have Papa John's, but when we got here, my partner and I were like, "Papa John's, twenty three quid for a pizza," and all that. One mm-hmm. before you kind of get used to the whole pounds thing, you just sort of automatically convert everything into the currency yeah. you're used to, right? Mm-hmm. Which was forty New Zealand dollars for a fucking pizza. Forty or fourteen? Forty. Four zero. Forty. Wow. So we're looking at that going. 40 bucks for a fucking pizza you've got to be kidding and then it took us about like 11 months of being here to realize that they're all 50 percent off almost all of the time yeah, well, yeah. Like, but we like, like we just ruled it out straight away we're just like what the fuck we're not eating that like no pizza is that good right mm. i mean and it's arguably not that good but yeah it was such a weird like seeing the cost of pizza here blew my fucking mind because you could get a good sized pizza for like what's the equivalent of like three pound fifty in New Zealand, whereas here oh. it's like you you pay through the nose for pizza, and I don't understand it. You're what? closer to Italy. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Europe fucking hates us now, but like <laughs> you're closer to Italy. Uh well, see, it depends on where you go. Like Paisano and like all these wee independent pizza places that are in about Glasgow. Like, oh, I mean, I, I say they're independent. Like they're obviously doing really well for themselves. But st- like, like all these pizza joints that are in about Glasgow, like Paisano and Bafo and Baked. Are fucking amazing and they're so like competitively priced that the first time I went there I was like what do you mean it's only like seven quid for a really 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 good like Italian Neapolitan style pizza like I've been paying fucking 25 quid for like only on a Tuesday for a do- for two dominoes like <laughs> for, for 10 years do you mean I've been robbed but like I can't say anything I got a dominoes like last week like last Tuesday, <laughs> like I'm an, I'm an, I'm a seller, I'm a I'm a I'm a seller because the convenience convenience just wins, and sometimes yeah it does, and sometimes mm. you just want something horrible. Sometimes you wake up in the morning and you're like I, I want to be disgusting today, 
I, want, mm. I, want, I don't want anything fancy. I don't want uh, like prosciutto and burrata, burrata on my pizza. I want fucking chicken tikka. <laughs> <laughs> like, something like that. You just want some kind of monstrosity. I want two foods ah, that yeah. shouldn't go together on a fucking pizza. Oh, yeah. Like a curry pizza from an Indian takeaway. Like, they're monstrosities, but mm. fuck, fuck me. Like, <laughs> no. they're, they're the greatest things on the planet. I'm not into them, man. Ah, yeah. You've just not had the right one yet. Nah, not at all. As soon as we're out of COVID and you're back on my couch, don't worry about it. <laughs> sort me right out. I'll sort you right out. To be fair though, curry chips changed my fucking life. Curry to everything? Like, like not that's a not a thing fan. in New Zealand. Like, the fact that you can go to a chippy and there's curry sauce to go on the <laughs> chip, like, blew my fucking mind. And that, that was it. Now I just eat my feelings. Yeah, uh, like, if there's one thing, because I don't even think, I, I was just, uh, I've been, I've spoken about this with a few people before, about, like, having, like, a cultural cuisine, like, Ita- like Italian cuisine, French cuisine, and all that. I was like, British cuisine's quite fucking grim. It's quite dire. You know what I mean? I would not. I'm not going to call a fucking like you. You wouldn't. You wouldn't look up a recipe for a Sunday roast. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like I'm. I'm like. It's quite fucking. It's quite uh, terrible. And it's bit like Scotland. have obviously got like again. You'd need to go up into like the like. You get some good like traditional Scottish restaurants, and like there's some good traditional cuisines. But it's not like expansive, and it's no like all these other cuisines out there. So then what Scotland just did was go, I tell you what I'll do, we'll fuck it all into the fryer, we'll cover it all <laughs> in cheese and some sort of horrible, like, fatty sauce, and we'll just kid on. We'll just, we'll just sit, we'll just package that up. We'll sell heart disease and people will love it. And we fucking do. That's the and I, I do. I was brought up on <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. Like, and I love it. And I can't get it up. you got to get me off this muck. Please. <laughs> <laughs> this is a cry for help. We're gonna we're gonna end it on a cry for help because that's fucking beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> and what what's more worthless than ending an interview on a cry for help? Oh, I know. You you guys have been amazing. Thank you so much oh, for hanging out you. tonight. No, thanks this for having us, man. This has been great. My 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 panic attack only lasted one minute. <laughs> <laughs> Nice, yeah, you're like that guy's bald. Wait, he's fine. Uh-huh. He's also terrible. <laughs> he's he's more scared of me than I am of him. Yeah, exactly. I'm basically the spine. You guys are like famous compared to me. So like, you know, oh, I've yeah. been bricking it the whole time. Do you know, we've we've had fives of messages. We've, like <laughs> that's quite a fucking big deal, all of you know. <laughs> from America, from Mexico, you got a global fan base, boys. I can't wait till we eventually land on the shores of America, like when we're all like I don't know fifty or sixty, and, <laughs> and that one per- and that one person's there to see us, and I'm like, we made it all the way here for you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> no one's seen that. No one's seen the initial point of the camera, the screen. When we can go back to shows, though, genuinely, I hope to catch you guys a gig, um, yes. and remember we when you crack America because. I want to. I want to be able to like enjoy success off your success. Oh, oh man! Because, you know well, you, this you shit. Know. This shit that I do. That's not going to crack America. So. Oh yeah. Well, you, you don't, never know. You don't realize what you've. You've done. We'll be riding your coattails for like for years. <laughs> <laughs> All aboard, boys! Yeah. Have a good night, guys. Thank you so much. Thank sir. you, man. See you.
That was the Jordan and Jamie from Worthless here on the More Than Punk podcast. I mean, what lovely guys, right? And I hope, as with all the bands that come on the podcast, these guys really do crack the US. I think they have such a great sound. And the thing with their style and their flavor of pop punk is that I can see it fitting that market so incredibly well. I will be back again next week. I've got some really cool stuff lined up. And we've had some great episodes over the last couple of weeks too, including ones with Tigress and with Fresh. So if you missed those, make sure you go back and check those episodes out. Coming up though, I have this awesome band um, called The Mefs. We are having an absolutely fantastic conversation. That's next weekend. The Mefs are from the same city as Pet Needs, um, which, as you all know, are one of my favorite bands. So that's a super cool conversation. We get to talk about that. We talk about Brexit, about creativity, and a whole bunch of really interesting stuff. But now I've got Dislike. It's Worthless's new track. Stay around, check it out, hit the band up on social. Like I said, they're great guys, um, and they deserve everything coming for them. So check out this track. Let me know what you think. Twitter, Facebook, More Than Punk. See you all next week.
again for everything to come around to me I'm fucking lazy Thank you.